Hello. Welcome back. It's uh, Penny Bloom. Colton Robertson. You know. Tavares Pennington here. This is what we do. We do this thing. We're here to talk about uh, Mr. Robot, episode four, Not Found. That's the title. We did find it. We found it. We watched it. We found it. Against all odds. This was an episode. Man, I was not ready. Not I was prepared. not. I, I Not in the slightest. I was just like... And I say that pretty much every episode. Yeah. But, like, this one especially was, was like... Was this the mid-season finale? I'm not sure. I'd I think imagine there's eight episodes. Right? Is there only eight episodes this season? Well, how many were there past seasons? Ten. Oh, shit. Okay. Maybe there, there might be ten. But, man, it was heavy. It was heavy. It was heavy. If this is your uh, first time joining us uh, and you're a Mr. Robot fan, you can go back and listen to our first three episode breakdowns. And... Uh, They'll go about the same as this. We'll break down the episode scene by scene. We'll talk about it, analyze where we feel it's needed. Um, you can also enjoy our other podcasts about anything we want. Yeah. Uh, we just talk and talk and talk, and we, we enjoy it. So uh, check it out. Maybe you'll enjoy it too. Yeah, you will. You will. Subscribe, rate, and review. Help us out there. Uh, we got our first 200 download month. October. Rack them up. You know, hard to grow a podcast, but we're doing good right now. It is, it is. So let's dive into this episode. We open on the inside of this trash-ass van and hear the conversation that Tyrell and Elliot are having about taking down E-Corp, or the conversation Tyrell's having and mm-hmm. Elliot's trying to get him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then Elliot, smooth as fuck, was like, uh, let me get you a glass of water. And in the meantime, Tyrell's sneaking out. Mm. And he like he breaks up the signal. So that all the stag starts playing in this dude's ears. Uh-huh. He's like, shit, shit. He opens the back door. Tyrell's like, bitch, gah! Bah. Smacks him with a wrench. And, uh... Was it a wrench or a hammer? One of the two. I thought it was a wrench. It, it, it made a fucking hole in that dude's head, though. It did. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Either way, it <laughs> fucked him up. It fucked him up good. Uh, Tyrell lays out a plan. And now we're really in the shits. Now we're in it. And he's like, he's like, he's dead. Which, right off the bat, I saw him hit him like that. I was like, I don't think that dude's dead. Yeah, I was like, I mean, he's going to be knocked out for a bit. A while, yeah, but, but I don't think he's dead. Yeah. Which, he wasn't. Comes back to bite him in the ass. Should have smacked him one more time with a wrench or hammer. Next, we see Darlene calling Elliot, and she makes sure he's aware that they are not cool. But she did get into Olivia's bank account, and it turns out her access wasn't enough. <laughs> So all that shit was pointless. Basically. And the new plan is to break into a virtual realty and access their servers directly in order to move forward with their plan. She then just absolutely destroys him verbally and promptly ends the call with fuck you and die. (laughs) (laughs) She then clicks one to re-record the message and does it much more calmly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I I really felt for Darlene this episode. Yeah, me too. It was a rough one for her. Darlene just... She's, and, she's she's lost. And Elliot really hasn't been helped. Yeah, exactly. He hasn't been but a like very that, great But that's brother. kind of the message of what her story was. was kind of like, I mean, you're out here helping everyone. Who's going to help you? Exactly. Self-love. Speaking of Darlene, the next scene is Dom laying in her bed. I was so confused for the this entire... Until the end of Dom's storyline, I was just in utter confusion. 
I was just like, is this what they're just gonna do with her character? Like, now? is she like, just gonna like, is is are we just gonna like follow her life? Yeah, are we just gonna <laughs> like like see like Dom's horny adventures? Like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, so she's just laying in bed, masturbating <laughs> to a, a video of an interrogation with Darlene. That was weird. Not gonna lie, it was interesting. It was definitely an interesting choice. That's a that's a that's a that's a low le- level that she. Oh, that's a that's. That's desperation. That's desperation. And it's... I Especially mean, after Darlene, like, conned your ass. Yeah. There was something there, though. I felt I felt like there was a, oh, there was yeah. a bit of a spark there. there and was. I can understand why Dom is hung up on her. Yeah. Because, like, Dom's a, a loner, but that was the only person she'd ever been like, right. yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could do right. this. <laughs> <laughs> she then uh, joins a sex chat and is paired with uh, Happy Heart on Henry. 806. <laughs> 806. And then uh, they're going back and forth for a second, but Dom falls asleep with the chat open on her lap. Next, we got Darlene arriving at Elliot's apartment, where she finds nobody, you know, because they're in a van with a presumed dead body. Yeah. So she decides, you know, she'll track him, naturally, being the hacker that she is. And we next see the van pulling into a Salamano stop and shop. Mr. Robot says that all they have... All they have to do is get rid of the body and the van, and then they're good to go. It becomes clear that Tyrell's plan is to blow the van up. <laughs> body inside. He sa- they're like, you know what? We'll go get some shovels. And they're like, nope. Tyrell's <laughs> like, nope. Go get some lighter fluid. Lighter fluid. <laughs> no, he said, go get some matches. I got Go pay for the gas. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> when they go inside to pay the clerk, she believes she knows Wellick, which she does. Because, you know, in the eyes, he's... In the eyes of the public, he's the guy who saved the world. Yeah, right. Uh, Wellick brushes it off and tries to get her to back off, and this chick was mad annoying. Mad annoying. I was so... She was just, like, throwing me off. Like, I was like... I'll get to this later, but... There was a point in the storyline where all of their storylines revolved around someone that had nothing to do with the rest of the show, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Like, Darlene had Santa... They had the gas station clerk, uh-huh. and uh, Dom had hard on Henry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just thought that was that was cool. Uh-huh. But yeah, she gave me she gave me bad vibes. I thought like she reminds me a little bit of that of the uh, the taxidermy chick. Oh shit! Yeah. J- Jonas <laughs> or Janice. <laughs> Jonas. Janice. Yeah. I I definitely thought she was gonna be Duck Army. I thought so too. Like, I, I th- was like for sure like there's no like mm-hmm. why is she still quite is, is she really the, i mean i guess she was that were you on big brother <laughs> he entirely was like yeah, fuck it yeah yeah yeah, yeah big brother yep <laughs> that's me I, I and then she goes ah wait, what if she goes oh i got it and yeah. then i was like oh I, that I was, was later though yeah that oh shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they exit the shop and <laughs> the van's gone van's gone they do not know where it went. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird, too. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, immediately I was like, I thought the dude was dead because Tyrell said he was dead. Mm-hmm. And then Dark Army, like, followed them, got the van, and yeah. drove away. But then I was like, no, the guy just got up and drove yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's the only thing that could have happened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're like, well, fucking shit. Damn. Heckin' hell. Heckin' heck. We next see Darlene trying to steal a car. A man dressed up as Santa runs up. He's like, thief, thief, I've called the cops. <laughs> she, she then gets caught up talking to this fuck. 
<laughs> this mall Santa just drunk off his fucking ass. There's no way he called the cops. No, he didn't. <laughs> There's no way. He asked her if she's seen his keys. <laughs> and then when she's like, no, he's like, will you start my car? <laughs> <laughs> she convinces the dude, like, yo, you can't drive. Let me drive you upstate. Yeah. Then I'll probably steal your car. Yeah. Like, that was the vibe there. Yeah. Was, yeah. So, you know, they get in the car. They drive away. Next, we're back with uh, Elliot and Wellick back in the shop asking for the nearest place where they can get cell reception because there's no reception here. And all this was a little sus because this I was, was like... super sus. I was like, this... If she's, she's Dark like, Army, obviously she'd be able to do something like that. She's like, I don't got a reception. car. There's no cell reception, no power. I was like, what the... F- How are you, like, alive? Yeah, like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Why are you where you are? Exactly. Like, that can't... You gotta be breaking some kind of codes. Yeah, exactly. She tells them a uh, nearby town called Pike's Hollow before anything else happens. She yells, Tyrell Wellick! <laughs> I never knew you were on Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. I was you, like... You don't... <laughs> yeah, you know me. She was like, I can't believe you're in my store. Can I get a selfie? He's like, no. Yo, robot. You snapped here. He was it like, did. yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> He was kind of unhinged for some He was. Episode. Well, Elliot was more than he was. He yeah, was just Elliot fed up. Was, yeah, you're right. Mr. Robot was just fed up because this bitch was mad and annoying. <laughs> I, I was, I couldn't, like, it was hard reading the uh, whole, like, Mr. Robot Elliot thing. Because there would be times where, like, Elliot would be way over here and Mr. Robot would be talking to someone and they'd be responding. Yeah, exactly. So you know it's really Elliot, but, but then Elliot would come in and talk and I'm just like... Wait, what the? F- he, the he's m- already wait. Yeah, the most confusing part about this television show is the way that they like place Mr. Robot and Elliot. Yeah, because sometimes Elliot will be on like a completely different side of the room. Mm-hmm. Mr. Robot will be talking to someone, then Elliot will say something, and yeah. whoever they're talking to will look at Elliot yeah, all the way across exactly. the room. And I'm like, can we make this a little easier? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, is, are they really just dealing with these massive, like, drastic personality changes on like, like? drop of a pen like that like i, I mean I, I they are just like that's how they're portraying it Shit. yeah i mean i, it's, would, I it's, would think elliot's crazy as hell i mean i guess he is I mean, it, yeah i mean <laughs> he wh- what does he have a split personality disorder uh is that what that would be because some t- I what's confusing though is that he's almost always aware now yeah of when mr robot takes over yeah so it's like I, I would I, I would want to say he's probably schizophrenic, maybe. No, because uh, isn't schizophrenia when you have? It's when you uh, you have hallucinations, but you don't necessarily become your hallucinations. He becomes Mister Robot. But he's also having hallucinations. I think the hallucination. Yeah, yeah, he is having. <laughs> That's the whole. I was like season one. Yeah. Delusional. Uh, what's that one? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look into it a little yeah. bit more. But, yeah, he's he's definitely got something going on. And uh, <laughs> she gives them the uh, shortcut to the town. Mm-hmm. That's that. They leave. The next thing, we're back with uh, Dom, and she's woke up. She texts Henry back saying, sorry, I fell asleep. He uh, poses the idea that they meet up, and uh, he fucks her for real, in his words. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm into chickies. He says that, uh, oh, well, I'm not really a guy. Oh, dissociative 
identity yeah. person, dissociative identity disorder. That's right. I learned about that in psychology. You motherfucker. Yep. Yep. I should have known. You weren't a psych major, were you? I was not. Oh. No. But Henry goes on to say, yeah, I'm not really a guy and that I'm a chicky. Dom says, okay, fuck it. Come through. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, why not be alone together? I was like, you corny bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, it, 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 was, it was basically at this point where I was just like, okay. Like, I know, I was like, I was like why are we tired. here? Yeah, I'm just kind of <laughs> tired. Like, wh- where are we going? But that's also a kind of exciting part of Dom's storyline yeah. is because you know there's purpose. Yeah. Sam Ismail doesn't do things without e- purpose. Exactly. So there's something there mm-hmm. that, like, even the last two seasons hasn't been made fully aware right. to us with Dom's storyline. Uh-huh. We uh we then see Elliot and Wellick uh, making their trek to the town through all the woods and stuff. And along the trail, Wellick asks if uh, Elliot has ever considered leaving his life behind and starting everything over somewhere else. And Tyrell says that he thinks about it quite often. I was like, can't really blame you. No. They've had two pretty fucked up couple years. Yeah. And I... They both created it, though. Mm-hmm. They both really fucked themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they were definitely on the wrong side pretty solidly at one point. Yeah. Uh, Elliot says he doesn't think about it, which I I have to believe is bullshit. Yeah. And uh, they get into a screaming match over how they're stranded, and then they hear Hal in the distance. That was uh, pretty creepy, I'm not going to lie. Yo, this had major horror vibes. Major horror And I was like... They probably knew they were releasing this episode the same week as Halloween, and maybe that's why they did that. Uh, yeah, I bet it was. But yeah, this had some like major horror movie vibes here. It wasn't scary necessarily; yeah. it was just like really suspenseful, mm-hmm. and it it freaked the fuck out of them. <laughs> they they stopped dead in their tracks. They were, they were like, like uh, "Yo, was that?" Oh no, nothing sound like that. We uh we are then spoken to by a robot. He says, "You search." You find all is well. But what if you search and you don't find? How long do you look? The thing you were searching for, what becomes of it? How would you ever know? I was like, what the? And like, I, I like, love how damn. they have Mr. Robot just come on, like, sobering talk type shit. Yo, like, he really is. He spit the realest shit this season. Yeah, he really has. He's the one who's, like, guiding us through the season, uh-huh. like, like the themes, really. Which is weird because it's like they always had. Elliot kind of leading perspective-wise, and the show was named Mr. Robot, but now Mr. Robot's kind of actually taking up that mantle. And I think we've talked about this in past episodes, but they've they've essentially switched roles. Yeah. Mr. Robot, at the beginning, was the hell-bent on his mission. Uh-huh. We're going to get this done, and Elliot was kind of like... Well, Elliot didn't even really fucking know. Yeah, Elliot was just kind of like, what the fuck? He's like, like I'll help you, but... What are we really doing here? Yeah. But now, Elliot's hell-bent on his mission. Uh-huh. Mr. Robot's like, chill. <laughs> yeah, chill. <laughs> Yo, take a break. <laughs> we are then uh, back in the car with Darlene and her new friend. Big night tonight? She asks. He goes, I'm not the real Santa. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, like, she's like, uh... He says, sometimes, yeah. sometimes I wish I were. <laughs> I was like, touche, man. Touché. Don't we all wish we were Santa? Don't, like, honest. Well, That's the life. Santa, Santa's life might suck. If it if it takes a whole year to make get everybody's presents and shit made. But you gotta think, like, he doesn't have to do shit. The elves make the, 
make the presents. He's just got to he's just got to grind his ass off for twenty four hours. So you're a glorified slave owner. Yeah, I don't know. Is he paying them? Oh, no. Is he paying the elves? I mean, they Is he definitely pay him in like gingerbread. They, I don't know. The elves, the elves seem pretty happy to do what they, they do. They definitely don't get to leave. Yeah, they don't go many places unless they do, and we don't know. Maybe. <laughs> That's not part of the myth that we've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, starts talking about his friend Jimmy, and it leads to a dark place where he questions what the world will be like without him in it. Like, this guy, he seemed down. This show just, like, gets there. Like, it just, like... It reminds me of Euphoria in the way that, like, the dialogue and the themes are often just so overwhelmingly sad mm-hmm. that if you aren't depressed, they can make you really <laughs> fucking sad. They can make sad. you very, very sad. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we next see Wellick walking through the woods singing a Swedish Christmas song, which was pretty nice. I liked it. It was. Uh, he tells Elliot he knows why he always wears that jacket. Because he doesn't care. That black jacket. Wellick, however, cares. <laughs> about what people think of him and about acceptance. He needed it, uh-huh. you know? But Elliot never gave a fuck. The animal howls again and they stop dead in their tracks. Wellick says they're going to die out there. Maybe not that night, but soon enough. I was like, uh... <laughs> they, and they talked about it enough throughout this episode where I was like... Something's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna die. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was kind of. It was like I was just kind of like, this is just getting worse and worse. Yeah, like, nothing's. And my question is like, how did they get into that situation? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, where were they going? I I know. I guess they're trying to go out to the middle and nowhere, middle to, of burn nowhere the, to burn the body or yeah. whatever. But like, it seems like they were doing a lot right there. Yeah. Especially when you knew you have a mission the next day like you would expect them to kind of be focused on that like they know the meeting is happening very very soon and they know that they have to do shit before then yeah but also if they don't get rid of it right now dark army tracks it that's that's true well wait tracks the like van i'm assuming oh yeah yeah because if they don't hear back after a certain amount of time yeah. i'd assume they'd go out looking right. for it that's true i didn't think about that but uh, Wellick says that he's always cared, and that's ultimately why he's a failure. Then they uh, hear horns and honking from a road. Finally, sweet freedom. They run to the road and just barely miss the car. They're like, ah, shit, we missed the car. And then they look to their left, and there's the same old stop and shot that they just left. <laughs> and I was like, man. I was like, oh, boy. How did y'all not notice that you yeah, did that? I <laughs> You know? (laughs) It happens. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, then find out that uh, this dude that dresses up as Santa is doing it uh, for kids who have cancer. Goes to a children's hospital and he comes in. He's all ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. And then he gets fucking wasted. Then he gets wasted after. That's the tradition. Yeah. Turns out to be a decent dude, seemingly. Yeah talks about how sad it is to see these children because it seems like they were quote born to die again just god damn god shit i mean go easy we find out his wife was in an accident and shit just keeps getting worse and worse for this fucking guy it does he pulls percocet and a bottle of liquor out of his pocket and he says sometimes the pain's just too much 
And I'm like, God, this man is one sad guy. Oh, yeah. Like, what's up with this man? <laughs> I felt really bad for him. Yeah, I did too. Next, we're back at uh, Dom's apartment. With a uh, hard on Henry. Hard on Henry. Who turns out to be an extremely attractive woman. <laughs> yeah. So, hard on Henry was an That's usually name. how it happens. Honestly, I kind of had that sneaking suspicion that, like, something wasn't as it seemed. Th- that's how the whole episode felt. Yeah. The whole episode felt like there's some... And it turns out all the storylines were like that. Yeah, all of it was. <laughs> that's that's so fucking good. It, I can't get it, over it, how, how well written these episodes have been and in completely different ways. Exactly. And it's like each one feels like its own isolated like snapshot of an entire fucking movie. Like, it's just like... It's brilliant. It is brilliant. Uh, it was right here that I realized everybody's storyline story this episode revolved around someone else they'd never met, you know? Mm-hmm. And right then I was like, someone's Dark Army. Like, <laughs> there's too many here for one yeah. of them to not be Dark Army. Uh-huh. Or all of them. Or none of them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit slowly gets heated and they uh, start making out quite passionately. And when uh, Henry starts uh, going down down the pants... The front frontal area of Dom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dom is like, boop, get that out of there. <laughs> get your hand out of my pants. Nah, you. Uh, Dom goes to the bathroom where Henry, Henry follows her in wearing a dark army mask. And I was like, fucking knew it. Fucking knew it. Fucking and then she drowned it. her in the bathtub. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Wait <laughs> I was like, that was quick. Wait a second. I was like, this is some subconscious ass shit because she was like talking about how she wanted to like like stop acting like she has control and I was like yo what the fuck yeah god damn yeah but she opens her eyes and she wakes up and her storyline after she fell asleep earlier has all just been a dream and I was like okay okay I was like I was like I you, I, you I did it well this yeah you did it well but that's a that's a trope that is used a lot. Exactly. And I didn't expect Mr. Robot to ever use yeah. that trope. I mean, but like they they play with the they play with what you think is happening. Yeah, that's true. So it was only it was only a matter of time before they did a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like And really it's it's what they did the entire first season. It's what they did uh with Elliot when he was in jail. Just Making everything not what it seems. Exactly. Yeah, and like they'll they'll play it out very realistically, and then just be like, "Boop, nah, <laughs> nah, <yeah. laughs> you thought, <bitch>. you thought." <laughs> but then, uh, so Dom wakes up, and she fell asleep talking to Hard on Henry. <laughs> he goes, "Hey, you want me to pull your hair and like fuck you real good?" I was like, "What a fuck!" Dude. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, "God damn, <laughs> want me to pull your hair?" That's what I imagine he sounds like. Hey. <laughs> Hey, you want me to pull your hair? <laughs> Sounds like the uh, one actor. What's his goddamn? I don't know. Patrick Warburton. Is that his name? Uh, hey, Peter. That yeah. One? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Warburton. Oh shit. Hey, hey, Peter. <laughs> How about you give me a cup of Joe? <laughs> we then see Darlene and Santa pull up to his house, where they find an identical car in the driveway. <laughs> Dude goes. Oh, oh, I see what happened here. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> she was like, so if that's your car, whose car is this? And all of a sudden, she had a real big problem with the fact that she stole this car. Yeah, even though she was gonna steal this car anyway. That that is true. Well, I don't. I wasn't sure. It looked like she was trying to look something up. Like, well, 
I remember earlier in the show, I feel like I remember someone hacking their way into starting a car and stealing it. Oh, okay, okay. So I thought that's where that was headed. That might have been, yeah. But I also didn't really understand why she was stealing a car. I didn't either. I was kind of, I guess she needed to go somewhere. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, yeah, the dude was so fucked up that he forgot he didn't drive. (laughs) So they just stole a random car. (laughs) Santa gets out of the car and she says, goodbye, Tobias, which his name's Tobias, I've I don't think I caught that up to that point. Yeah, you know, it was really insignificant, honestly. And then he goes, goodbye is short and final. <laughs> You're like, Jesus Christ, guy. <laughs> I was just kind of like, huh? Like, what are you about to do, bro? He like, says, goodbye is short and final. <laughs> and Darlene hops out of the car and she's like, wait, I don't want you to hurt yourself. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, the hell? Turns out. His friend Jimmy was Jimmy Stewart from It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> and his goodbye is a short and f- goodbye is short and final was him quoting John Steinbeck. <laughs> He's a national treasure. Read a book. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> when she asks him to explain the pill bottle, he says that they're for his wife. And he goes, and she goes, your I wife is dead. I actually did not believe that. I was like, yo, your wife is dead. So did I. And he, he goes, they're for my wife. And I thought, oh, this dude's in a real bad way. Yeah. And then she goes, your wife is dead. And he goes, my wife is dead. <laughs> <laughs> this was honestly the funniest part of maybe was, all of Mr. Robot. It was. <laughs> and uh, my wife is dead. He's like, my wife is dead. And she's like. You said she was in an accident. He's like, he's like, she threw her back out when we were putting the sand on top of the roof yesterday. I was like, Jesus Christ! Oh my God. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, what the hell? I was like, then what have you been talking about yeah. this whole time? And then you just realize he was just drunk. Yeah, like that's all that was. He's just drunk, and like when people are drunk, that's how they talk. Sometimes they get really intense. Yeah, you know. And he was just letting his mind wander. <laughs> he asks if she's okay, and uh, then asks if she wants to talk about it. She says no, but then quickly after goes, fine, 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 we'll talk about it. And she uh, spills her guts about losing everyone in her life and how she is always worried about Elliot when it doesn't seem like he's ever worried about her. And she's afraid that this time that he's not answering her calls that he's dead. And like right here, I was like, are we going to get another Elliot death tease? Like, is that what's about to happen again? Hell. (laughs) He says, okay. And walks inside. <laughs> I was like, dude, try harder than okay. You asked if she wants to it, talk about it. I was it. so confused. I was like, does he, like, hate her or something? Like, what is going on? Yeah, she was like, I'm afraid that he's dead. And he goes, okay. Okay. <laughs> We're then back with the three amigos. Wellick, Elliot, Robot. Walking around to seemingly nowhere. It's officially Christmas. And Wellick says that wherever they're walking leads to death. It seems like Wellick is, like, seriously close to breaking here. Like, he seemed really rattled. Oh, yeah. No, he did. And with reason. With reason. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's been in far worse situations. Yeah. And he wasn't as rattled. No, he, he wasn't. It, 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 I don't know. I feel like things are just coming to a breaking point for him. Yeah, like maybe everything's like, piling up and now he's finally... Fuck? Like, he... Earlier in the season, they did show him and how unsatisfied he was with his life. Mm-hmm. So, him doing this shit, maybe in part of it, is because he's like, I'm cool if I die. Yeah, no, he's coming to terms with it, and he doesn't give a fuck. 
It's really sad. That's what we've been seeing, honestly. It, it is. It's exactly what Wellick has shown throughout this season. Yeah. It's just that, like, he has been down. Yeah. They made him CEO, and he was like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. I can finally do something. Yeah. And, like, he knows that doing that is a death trap. Yeah, right. He knows that it's likely he'll die if he tries that. Exactly. And the same can go for Elliot this entire time. Uh-huh. Elliot has never Elliot's, gave a shit if he lives or dies. Elliot, yeah, that's honestly true, though, too, because he's so tormented that while he's alive and he thinks he's dead. Exactly. <laughs> Wellick sits down on the uh, roadside rail. And he says, you honestly don't care about me, do you? I was like, oh, God. I was like, damn. He says, did you ever care about me? Be honest. I can take it. I was like, no, you can't. No. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I don't think you can. Because like, Elliot's about to say no. <laughs> he's, he's about, he, he'll do it. He'll do it. Elliot goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> he never cared about him. Then they hear the howl one more time. And Wellick says, the sound of death. Go without me. They hint in the they hint in the hell out of it. They did. He says the sound of death. Go without me, and he's finally giving up. Elliot says that he can't deal with this shit anymore, and Robot goes and talks to him. Robot tells him to keep pushing. If he stops now, it's surely game over. And right about here, I realized. Throughout the entire series, it's been Mister Robot who was actually cool with Wellick. That's true. Yeah. I think Mr. Robot actually cared about Wellick. Uh-huh. Elliot didn't give a shit about yeah. Wellick. And, like, Ed, Elliot and Tyrell have never gotten along, really. Oh, yeah. Anytime Elliot was being himself, it uh-huh. led to Tyrell having to shoot him in the stomach Exactly. Once. Yeah. Like, they've never been cool. Right. It's always been Mr. Robot and Tyrell, which I'd never fully realized until exactly. this moment when Elliot walks away. He says uh-huh. he's done with the shit, and Mr. Robot doesn't leave Wellick's side. Mm-mm. And I thought that was just, like... I was like, damn. I don't get. Maybe I wonder if maybe they're playing with time or something. Like when these things are being said, like they're making it seem like it's back to back, but it could have been like I don't know. It, it's just weird because like Miss, this was like the scene where Mister Robot was sitting next to him talking, and Elliot's like walking down the street, like "fuck you, I'm leaving." I was like, wait, is yeah. he leaving or not? Like, yeah, Elliot says he's leaving, and Wellick and him have it out. Elliot promptly yells, "Stay here, die! I don't give a fuck about you." Wellick, Wellick yells back, good, look around you. All signs lead to the same hopeless destination. The sooner you realize that, the better. For you're so much in your own head that you can't see the truth. That it's over. It's over. I was like, damn. The, just the dialogue in the show is... Oh, yeah. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Robot addresses us again. Says, seems like we're always thinking of ourselves when looking for something that's lost. But we never think about the lost. Whatever, whoever's unable to be found. Whether it's a set of keys left somewhere and forgotten, a couple of guys wandering aimlessly in the woods, or someone who's disappeared inside himself. What if that's the way, if, what if that's what they wanted all along? Not to be found. You know? And it was right here that you realize all these storylines had the same theme. Right. Like, and that's a sign of beautiful writing when, like, they're bringing, like, they're telling you the entire story, like, not just one example of it, but, like, it's opposite as well. It was so well done. It was. Like, he said not to be found, and I was like, the title of this episode's not found. Like, that's, it, that, I that went was back exactly and looked. the point I was like, of this wasn't entire this called, thing. like, not found or something? And, like, that line was the point of this entire episode. Yeah. 
uh, Elliot tells, uh, oh, Elliot stops and turns around and heads back to Wellick and Robot, who never left Wellick's side again. Yeah. Elliot tells him he's wrong, that he doesn't like being an outsider. He's just better at hiding it. Because earlier when Wellick said, you know, you've never gave a fuck. Mm -hmm. He says, I I don't like the way that I am. Yeah. I just am the way that I am. (laughs) (laughs) He says it felt wrong to leave him. He says that Wellick is the only person that actually likes him. Which, we just cleared up. He doesn't actually like him. No. (laughs) (laughs) But, Wellick can't see Mr. Robot. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Elliot says there's probably no way out. But he wants to keep going for his sister. He has to try. And right here I was like, oh, finally. Why can't you just fucking tell her that? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's... Like, because I am really feeling bad for Darlene right about now. Uh Uh-huh. She doesn't deserve the shit that she's in right now, I don't think. Elliot says uh, he has to try. He got her into this mess and he realizes he's been a horrible brother. Least he can do is call her, tell her to run. Maybe she can still escape. How much longer till they find us? Wellick asks. I don't know, says Elliot. Wellick throws his shoes back on so they can get moving. I was like, damn, Wellick's really down to ride for this man. Oh, yeah. And he always has been. He always has. Next, Darlene gets a knock on the car window from, you know, Santa. He says that he knows she's worried about her brother, but she's got to worry about herself, too. And I was like, you know what? Thank you for coming back. <laughs> Thank you, you. You, did, you did something right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> he also adds, I hope your brother's not dead. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a good note to end it on. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Goodwill. Good well, wishes. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, we're paralleling these two scenes with uh, Darlene pulling over and crying, screaming, fuck, out of frustration. Okay, I... I- I, I wasn't sure if she was just pulling over to do that or if she had gotten pulled over by the cops. Oh, no. I think she just pulled over. Okay. And out of frustration was just like, I can't drive anymore. Like, okay. I have to sit here, scream, and cry. Okay. That's what I took from it. Okay. But they parallel that with uh, the three dudes, Robot, Elliot, Wellick, walking down the road when they find a dead deer in the road. And... They find the van crashed into a snowbank. Like, huh? There he goes. Yep. They approach the van, and the guy who got smacked earlier opens fire on them. And oh, like boy. them, them walking up to this van, I'd never been more like tense. I oh, would think yeah. watching a show, I no. was like, "What the fuck's about to happen?" Exactly. Because he's in there. Yeah. He didn't get out. He's definitely in there. And he just <laughs> just fires everywhere. We see Elliot, and he's like, I'm, I'm cool, I'm chilling. Walks around the car, and Tyrell's holding his stomach. Moves his hand, and he's got a bullet hole in his abs. He's donezo, he's donezo. Elliot says that they can't let him die, but Tyrell accepted it. He says, I'm going to go for a walk. And we watch as Tyrell walks off into the distance. Okay, here, and I was just like, what? It, like, I literally just stopped, and I'm like, wait, what is going on right now? Like, what in the, f- like... When did we step into a fable? Like, what the oh, hell? Oh, yeah, he was just like, I'm going to go He's for a walk. He's just like, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm like, wait. But that was super Tyrell. It it was. Like, it, and in that way, this death that's coming up felt very fitting. Mm-hmm. Because that's always how Tyrell's been. He's always been very melodramatic mm-hmm. and always very, he always had this sort of fableness to him, you know? Yeah. 
and that just felt like a a, a fitting end for right, him. Right, right. We watch as Tyrell walks off into the distance, and we watch him stumble and hear the animal howl, the sound of death. I was just like, yo. Tyrell stumbles to his knees, and we see him look down as a blue glow overtakes him. And for the first time in this entire series, we fade to white. I was, I was, I was losing it here. I was just like, what? And that they really just killed off my man like that, like. Oh, and they they used that white fading very effectively because that's like that's how you know he's dead. What was what was happening like at the right before it faded off into white when he was like, the light thing was shining down. I don't him? know. I was just like, what? I'm. I'm curious if this is a mislead. Because of that. Like, what was that? Yeah. Because he was overtaken by something that was glowing. Yeah. A blue glow, not mm-hmm. a white glow. It wasn't like he saw the light or yeah. anything. Like, that wasn't the symbol there. Uh-huh. This was a blue glow. Yeah. And I'm thinking of, like, the past episodes where they've used a blue overtone. Mm-hmm. And it's been used to, re- like, show sorrow and yeah. sadness and yeah. stuff. But this didn't seem like it was a blue overtone. Right. It was directly, this man was looking at something that was glowing. Uh And I was just like, why is he, like, going out like this? Like, why? Like, why is it so important for us to see him die like this? Like, what the hell is happening? Like, yeah, like, why don't... It it is, it's hard. I, I don't, I don't really know if... Tyrell's dead. Tyrell's dead. That's, that's, that's my stance on it. Yeah. I won't be surprised, though, if he shows back up. Huh. Just because that's something I feel like Sam Ismail would do. Just fuck with us like that. That's true. What it, We don't know. If, I mean, I think that, yeah, I mean, it had to have happened, like, all of the events. Yeah, I mean. I can't really think. Like, they wouldn't have devoted the amount of time they did or the amount of detail they did to a, a story like that. If it, I mean, but you never fucking know. Yeah, and especially with this show. This show leads you down every path possible. Exactly. But yeah, I don't know. I think Tyrell's dead, and I'll accept it. Yeah, I was honestly not as upset as I thought I would be just because I feel like they've kind of underutilized him. Yeah, and and that way it kind of sucked that he died because they have underutilized him. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying earlier off mic, he always was more of a symbol than he was. He was more important when he was missing. Yeah, he was. Because when he was missing, everyone was like, where the fuck is Tyrell? Where the yeah. fuck is he at? Yo, and when they caught us up on that storyline, that, that was the best. That was I loved that episode. That was so good. And it actually made me like Tyrell. I know, and I was like, finally, like we're getting the, like they just gave you a full episode of what happened to Tyrell because you were like, what did happen? Because like he shows back up, he's like, "It's me." I they're gonna blow it up. They're gonna yeah, blow it up. Right. I was just like, "Wait, Tyrell." Like, Wait a second. <laughs> Where the fuck did he come from? Like I was like, because they actually the way that they ended. Well, that was season one, wasn't it? Or two? Two. No. Yeah, two. Because two was the season. No, where no, they blew two. The shit at up. the end of two is when he popped back up because yes. that was when they revealed that he had been in jail and he just got out. And uh, season three is when see, so at the end season of three season, is when they blow up the seventy yeah. some buildings. Yeah, at the end of season one, though, is when Tyrell first went missing. Yes, the way that they had that happen was so weird because like they just like started season two, I think, with him waking up in the car, right? Yeah, that's how Elliot. Uh, Elliot yeah. yeah, but uh, that's that's why this death also seems fitting, though, because he's always just been something of legend. Yeah, it seems like he's yeah. 
He seems sort of mythical. Mm-hmm. And this just, it had a very yeah fairy tale feel to it the it way did. he went out. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good episode. It was a good episode. Not found. Not found. Well, this has been the Penny Bloom Podcast. I'm your co-host, Colton Robertson. And I'm Tavares Pennington. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode, we'd appreciate it if you went back and listened to our 26 backlogged episodes. Uh, Take your time with it. (laughs) Uh, Subscribe, rate, review, share us with a friend. If you know anybody who, who watches Mr. Robot, show them our podcast. Why not? Yeah, why not? You know, it's not hurting you in any way. Right. Unless you hate Mr. Robot, then why are you here? Yeah, that's a great question. You must love us. Yeah. If you <laughs> And why wouldn't you love us, really? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh peace, love and bloom. Goodbye, friend. And rest in peace, Tyrell Wellick.